KGUM AM and got in Guam. We got it locked on to Vet Talk only on Guam's Hottest Talk, News Talk, K57. Welcome to Vet Talk on News Talk K57. My name is Sean Watson, adjutant quartermaster for VFW Post 2917, adjutant quartermaster for VFW District 6, Guam, Saipan, adjutant quartermaster for Department of the Pacific Areas, VFW, VFW National Council member, and second vice commander of the American Legion. Good evening. Sitting across from me tonight. Johnny Atulai Titano, member of the Military Order of Purple Heart. Also the Vice Chairman of the Veterans Commission on Guam. Tom Devlin, a member of the Military Purple Heart on Guam. And taking care of us in the booth, we have Isaiah back. Hello, good evening, gentlemen. Nice <laughs> to see you. My favorite night show to produce for. Don't tell no one. <laughs> you liar, I think you man. just told you everybody. Hey, good evening. If you want to call in and be a part of our show, our phone number is 477-5757 or star 57 on your cell phone. We are broadcasting video and audio on Facebook, News Talk K57 website, that's k57.com. Facebook is News Talk K57. And uh, I miss anything there, Isaiah? No? Okay, cool. So, good evening, guys. Uh, Good evening. Yes, Tom. (laughs) So, uh, we'll start with some announcements. Uh, You know, I I don't have anything right now. Uh, Brian will be doing a call-in a little bit later in, uh, in regards to the Vets Commission meeting. He was nullified to hold uh, the meeting at, the, at Adeloup. They said they, they didn't want to disturb anything up there. So we'll be having it this coming. And I, I was supposed to take notes, and I thought I could remember, but I didn't. But if he, he calls in. We'll be having it at the Assens uh, Mayor's Office. He was very gracious, and he said, sure, you can hold a meeting anytime. Uh-huh. And while we're at it, I'd like to do a shout-out to William Flowers, recovering from a triple bypass in Tripler, staying at the Fisher House. Hopefully, he'll be home soon. Uh, I understand this operation was a success. And very to good. the boat basin, bottom scratchers, you're on the air. Tom, what do you got? Uh, well, I received a phone call from Ron Canada. Yes. Local Veterans Affairs Office. Uh, they're going back to a normal routine with their hours. Okay. But I, I think if you need help, I, the best thing to do is call them for an appointment. An appointment's always better. Yeah, it's always better. Until they get, you know, 
they're right together. Yeah. And uh, my question to uh, anyone at the local Veterans Affairs office or the governor, when are they moving that uh, office, relocating? They mm. were supposed to go to That's the. What I was they do. were supposed to go to the uh, old Congress building. It's being yeah, rehabbed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, well, perhaps Fred Berdayo out there in Happy Land could give us a call and give us the update on it. You know, I mean, he is the VA administrator of uh, Assen. And uh, congratulations are in order there, Tom. You are now a certified, bona fide, rectified VSRO officer. You just told me this. I evening. love it that when you say rectified. I, I just love that. Yeah. I, you know, it's, and, and you, you did this all on your own accord. Yeah. See? It's not that difficult if you know what the hell you're doing, you know? If I can do it, basically anybody can do it. Wait a minute, you got one in there. I guarantee you, I probably couldn't do it. No, it, it. It's not that bad because I was a service officer of the military order Purple Heart. Mm -hmm. That's right. And uh, right. It, it was, was some I just trying to remember certain, certain things. Wait, but you, thing you, you actually you, remember something? Yeah. But I think what's... <laughs> in the back of my mind, I, I was saying to myself, I think the local veterans organizations are going to have to start picking up some slack, whether they want to or not, mm -hmm. for some of these... Uh, rules and regulations, they're going to have to start filing their claims for the veterans themselves. Well, we definitely got our memorial service well, all screwed up by thank you, uh, whoever in charge of that. The, uh, with the VFW, I can speak right. to that. The VFW, all the post, the two posts that we have here right. have appointed service officers. Right. Uh, they can't file your claim for you, mm -hmm. but they can help you get all the paperwork together and forward it to our department service officer and we have one department service officer yeah. and two assistant service officers that are all VA accredited. But, you know, when you look at, you look at the various veterans organizations on the commission, I think they're all going to have to get involved because I, I think the budget for the next year for the Veterans Administration is going to be somewhat tight. That's yeah, a that, nice way of putting uh, it. There'll be leftover money from the $2 billion the government's sitting on right now, you know, collecting interest. Well, what's, what's the important thing is we need, to, we need to see what the updated budget looks like because right now they're still talking about uh, just over $700,000, correct, for, for next year's budget. Yeah, I, I don't see it. I, I haven't said the number in a while. No, but I, I don't see it happening. I, Based on what the information that I've gotten, they may go back two or three years, the budget for two or three years ago? Yeah. And put that out there is the budget that they oh, feel that they can afford. You, you mean the one that was like 318000 Yes. That's not going that to... That I'm, I'm not trying to get your blood pressure up, but let me, let me try to do something to... Uh, well, the airport authority's crying already, and they're, 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 they're saying, hey, if we don't get some help by well, in so two the, months, uh, they're going to be down. The 20, 2019 budget was $459,000 and change. 2018 was 458 and change. 2017 was 580 and change. And 2016 was 753 and change. Yeah. And I'm just going to nearest 100,000. But I, I don't see where they're going to get the money, you know, for the current budget. I just, I don't see it happening. So the first thing I'm going to do is just, hey, you know what? The heck with the veterans. Well, no. What, I, what I'm saying is they have to be straight with the veterans. They haven't it, been straight with us for years. I know. Well, now it's time because we're going to election cycle. And now it's time to tell elected leaders, get straight with us. If you're going to give us bad news, then give us the bad news. We get bad news lots of times. But if the budget has to be cut, well, there's, there better be cuts all along the program here. 
because it seems that the veterans seem to be cut more so than some other agencies. Well, the, the veterans are the first one to get yeah. cut. So, I mean... Well, the you know, president, he, he didn't cut anything. He added on to the face value of our... Not, of our I'm talking the local stuff. government now, not, well, not uh, the federal government. We no know local. that. I'm just saying. But, but how much money do the vets bring in every year? Uh, Tom, look to me. Look to me, Tom. How much? $58 million. I, I And change. And change. $58 million you brothers contribute to the conference of Guam. So, and, when it comes time... And the idea is... When are they going to have the hearing for the local Veterans Affairs budget? Are they going to do like they did last year and not have one? Um, how should I say this? <laughs> you work down there, Tom. You're down there every day. Come on, baby. It could happen. It could happen because they'll put that budget in with the executive Incorporate branch. Incorporate it with some other stuff, yeah. But the problem is the veterans community has got to get together. They've all got to come together. They all have their reasons, but they have to come together. We're not going to tolerate this anymore. Mm-hmm. We want a hearing for the Veterans Affairs Agency. A hearing was only about two hours long, maybe, at that. <laughs> and social distancing. Yeah. When you go to that public hearing room, you're going to have social distancing. You have 15 veterans organizations on Guam, for argument's sake. You could space it out with the 15 that's sitting in that room, yep. six feet apart. Mm-hmm. And... And then the senators can be up there, and and the 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 odds of having all fifteen there at the same time is unusual. It would would probably not happen to begin with, right? Oh, they'll come up with some scam to say, hey, well, we can't fit you in, like we can't fit you in over the governor's office. Well, you know, let's let's go back before we started the COVID nineteen pandemic. Oh, okay. right. I can't remember that far. Okay, <laughs> yeah. uh, there was a bill put out to change. The, the Veterans Commission law. Right, yes. I, I scheduled a meeting with one of the senators. Okay. Boom, we went on to lockdown. The meeting pretty much got canceled, pushed, and I was told, as soon as we can have meetings, we can. I'll call and let you know. Okay. My response to that was, we can do this over a phone call. Exactly. Okay. Because, it, one, it's not going to take that long for me to get my point across. Two, keep it Two, simple, stupid. We're running out of time in this legislature. Right? If we wait for this COVID-19 pandemic to finally end, it's going to be 2025. Right? Obviously, I'm exaggerating. I, yeah, I, at least I hope I'm exaggerating. But, well, you never know. Till, you're, you don't know. Until something comes up later in life, said, "What happened? We have supposed to have a meeting." Well, you, you just, you just function that, right? And how many sessions have they had over the last three months? <laughs> Maybe five. They've had a session last week. Okay, that's one. They, they, they voted about uh, a bill to give people who go on trails yeah. maps of the trail they're going on. Yeah, they spent time on that. Isn't that called proper planning? I, but go ahead. I, I, and, and, and don't forget the riptides. They they did a session on riptides. Yeah, thank you, John. You know, that was riptides. Yeah, I mean, you know, is that a priority after all the problems we have, the hunger on the island, people, oh, yeah. you know, getting lunches and breakfasts, you know, uh, is that the biggest priority that we can... They have to figure things out. And uh, from what I'm hearing on the street... Too many people are not happy with too many elected officials today. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know how that's going to affect them in November, how they're going to fare, whether Republican or Democrat. It's going to be, I think, a tough election cycle this time around. That's just my feeling. Well, it just so happens before I, I left the House to come into the show today, I pulled up to see how many senators have filled out the packets and turned them in. Okay. Keyword there, turned them in. Mm-hmm. There's been three. Well, I, I, I'm, I am not a political person, but uh, if you're incumbent, you don't have to. Yes, you do. Oh, you do? Yes. With signatures and everything? 500 signatures. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my teeth <laughs> Signatures. Yes. Because uh, it seems like this Ken Leon Guerrero is going off the wall trying to get signatures. He's hosting parties and barbecues well, because, and stuff. Because they're not having a problem getting signatures because of the social distancing. And they don't, you know, you can't send your employees to go knock on everybody's door to get a signature. That's no, a, he's just starting out. No, I'm, so not, I'm not saying in general. Yeah. yeah. Because then the Senate's are responsible for these employees if they get sick. Well. Because you're sending them out to do political work. It's funny that you said that, Johnny. Oh, yeah. Because I also looked at the, the names of the people that have picked up packages uh-huh. via email, whatever right. it was. That list has not been updated since the beginning of March. I don't know. I saw one the other day that had a total listing of it. In the paper? It was No, it was on Facebook. On Facebook? Oh. Okay. I don't know how to copy it, scan that stuff, and okay. save it and stuff, you know? Thing is, there's a website that has all the information out there. How oh. come that's not being updated? That's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah, I tried to get it, but I'm not computer savvy like you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too, because that's your occupational therapy. <laughs> you're a professional. No, my occupational therapy is something totally different, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but these are these are things that uh, no one ever expected this in this you know election cycle to have the virus and the social distancing and the lack of crowds. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a it just feeds on itself. I thought I thought it was really great of the admiral John Manoni, admiral sir. You explained everything, and it's like you know they, these people are feeding off you, like they saying things like, well, there was no. Uh, regulation book to follow we couldn't even follow the bible because it didn't have anything in there to say how to react to coronavirus and i thought wow good job Mm -hmm. admiral oh by the way i went to seabock today and just just to see two questions how's everything going is there anything you want to do with anything you want to explain to the vets and the operation or anything it was it was really a good out a good feeling there was nobody in line or anything. They come out and greet you at the, uh, in the parking lot, and you're readily accepted. And uh, it, it was cool. It was cool. This, this new thing with the telemetry, you know, the, you can call in and talk to your doctor and stuff. Uh-huh. I thought that was really cool. But my doctor wants to see me Friday. She said, I haven't seen you. I want to see you. So it's either a colostomy. Or well, who's your do- what's your doctor's name? Doctor Sam, coolest oh. doctor up. Yeah, she's really cool. Doctor Sam Magana, and all you people up there at Seabog, we appreciate you. Trust me, we really do. You know, the the crew that they have up there. Uh, I don't know them all, obviously. Right. Yeah. But uh, since uh, since Doctor Brooks has taken over, he's really turned that place around. I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the the wait times there because back when I was still tracking that on a a, a weekly basis, uh, the wait times significantly dropped. 
when I go on, when I get uh, outsourced to like cardiology over in Tamuni and to see mm-hmm. Dr. Wanamee and all these places, it's a significant wait. But up there, they're ready for you. Mm-hmm. It's like if we if we're not ready for you. We don't have the answer to what pro- your problem is. You know. And, and you bring up a good point there, Johnny, because the the VA medical system cannot tell that private doctor when and when not to take a take you as a, a, a appointment well it's all about the money it's all about it, the it money. is but I, I'm, I'm sure i mean cardiologists here on guam are few and far between oh yeah so I, i'm sure he has a full plate oh yeah i see i see him uh, on a one-year basis mm-hmm. and it's 10 minutes how do you feel you look good this and this you need anything that and that adios and i'm gone I I wish they would expand that building. Actually, I wish they would go somewhere else. They need to go someplace else. Twice the size. Have you seen that place in the Naval Station? uh, By the gas station there? They're building that medical facility there? Is that what it is? That's what I... Oh, okay. I didn't know. Yes, it is. Yes, it's a medical facility. I know something you don't know? Wow, you're in trouble, boy. (laughs) Uh, You're talking about up there at the, the... Navy Hospital area? No, no. On on Big Navy. On Big Navy, next to the gas station. You know the gas station, that little uh, uh, NEX annex? Nope. You never gas on Navy? I'm not allowed to gas no, on Navy. I'm not allowed to go on the base. Oh. I can go on the base, I just can't oh, shop. Oh, 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 can't shop, oh, yeah. You're 10%? No, I'm no, not. No, he's nothing. I, he keeps telling you that, and you don't listen to the poor man. I've told you I that for, all for, for a month done? and something, and I, I've been telling you, no, I, I have no rating from the VA. Man, I got to get Dr. I mean, uh, Cindy Gogo to work with you. And Eddie Lee, if you're listening, congratulations on your 100%. It only took you 36 years. It took me 38. But congratulations, buddy. Proud of you. No, I, I have my claim in. I, I went down to the Guam VA office mm-hmm. and worked with Ron Kanata. Mm-hmm. And it, we got all the paperwork together. And I'm assuming it's submitted by now right it's it's, mm-hmm. it's been oh so you're waiting for a reply yeah I'm, I'm waiting for them to say okay we have this we're looking into it because it's actually a reopening of my claim from okay uh three four years ago well that's what my buddy eddie did he'd been fighting and i every time i turn around I keep keep reapplying keep reapplying mm-hmm. he finally got it got a hundred well see what this this time when i submitted it uh i, I went with the there's still another part of the claim I need to to finish up. I'm still looking for the information for, but uh, the two big ones you guys know is my right knee and my my lower and back. Your lower back, yeah. 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 Well, I actually went back through all my personal medical records since I've been out of the military, and found where I've seen doctors for my back and my knee. Yeah. And stapled that to the application, yeah. and Ron did up the paperwork saying, "Hey, we're doing this and." We need to get the medical records from when I was seen in San Antonio yeah. 19 years ago. But you keep reapplying because that's, uh, the, it, you know, essentially it's my thing is without being so far away from the VA, the more they can dis- distract you and, and, and um, well, how do you call it? They make you up feel like you deserve it mm-hmm. when in essence you actually do plus more. That 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 helps them out. They like that. They go, but the more you aggressively chase it, then the, then better it becomes. Well, and the the last time I did my claim, just to give you a little 
and I'm not going to get very deep into this because a lot of it's some personal information, but I had other things that I was claiming too, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I know I have, mm-hmm. but proving the service connection part of that was much, much harder. These two issues, there's no doubt it was service connected. I got letters from people I was deployed with, uh, medical records, yes. all that stuff. So now they, they have to listen to it instead of just doing the stamp, boom, denied. Well, that's why I encourage every one of my grandsons and their friends that are going in the military. I don't, give a, I don't care if you slip and fall and get a sliver in your butt. You get a copy of that medical checkup that you had done or whatever stitch they put in you or whatever arm was dislocated or something, get a copy. A copy and save it. Send it to Mama. She'll put it in the safe for you. Yeah. Don't do don't do like I did. I'll be okay tomorrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah they're all heroes. Yeah, right. So no, man. No, it's it's very very important. I mean, uh, especially if you have a service uh, service connected disability. Anything that happens to you during the duration of the time you say I swear on and swear to the time I thank you I'm discharged and I'm out. Everything in between those two affects you and some of it could actually cause other problems exactly secondary well tom yeah. you're, you're you're a service officer now yeah tom. What, what's your what's your thoughts on what just transpired here i think the veterans in general are smarter in general the younger yeah. ones mm-hmm. hey johnny he's, the, he's saying we're we're not too bright well I'm through old. the I'm through old. the misadventures i will say <laughs> of the older veterans mm-hmm they gave the country the benefit of a doubt that they would take care of them. Yes. And the country did not take care of them in many ways. Not always, but in many ways. Uh, usually, it's been my experience, if you were shot, you know, you lost a limb, it was cut, sort of cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave you a percentage for they gave you a percentage, finger, yeah. eye, and, and, and then they, they nicked it down as to how long the stump was, yeah. the color of the skin at the stump area. Man, you're getting gross now, man. Well, you color think, skin gross. Uh, you know, but they, they did that. But now the <laughs> veterans are more savvy. The military yes. is more savvy, too. Yes. They record a lot more, and we have social media and other things, computers, where they didn't have that in our time. Uh, well, like, I, I, I've told you guys this story before. Where I, when I messed up my back, I was in Albania. <coughs> Albania? Yeah. Albania. And, and that was two weeks before... I signed out of my unit to go on terminal leave. I didn't take my medical records with me because back then it wasn't a requirement for you to take your medical mm-hmm. records on a, a temporary duty. Now it is. Yeah. Uh, not only that, with the electronic health record that the military has, yes. that VA's trying to interface with, uh, there's no need to actually carry that medical record. Mm-hmm. All, in, all the doctor needs is your social. He pops that in there. He puts what happened. And it's in your permanent record. Uh, so no, it's it's very very important that you you go get seen if you get hurt. Tom's passing papers. Out. No, I'm That's, passing papers around. But I thought you'd um, give me a test. You know. No, what I I, I passed oh. some papers around. What I did is I passed the budget, the previous budgets that they've had, the Veterans Affairs. I gave a copy to to Sean. I gave it a copy to John, so they yeah. have, have a reference. You know, sometimes it's... And I'm raising the BS flag on it already. 
I know. Because this was this is the budget that was passed. Oh, yes, it yes. does not have the final numbers of when they took money out of that budget mm-hmm. to transfer to another organization. Well, well, the governor has has uh, the access to taking a certain percentage off every everybody's budget. And we know that up to some like fifteen percent or something. So uh, they keep ten to fifteen percent in reserve or something. Yeah, but she she transferred more than that out of one of those years. I know that for sure. If I'm not mistaken, I, that was. Uh, uh, the 2018 budget. In fact, I know it was. Well, another thing, Bobby went to the Bobby went to the commissary today, and I asked her how how it was. She said, "Little line in the beginning, but very fast, very fast." That's that's it's a very good point, Johnny, because we did not say that on this show, and this just happened on Monday. Yes, mm-hmm. it did. On 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 the Navy bases, exchange mm-hmm. and commissary, commissary. it's. Back to pre pre COVID nineteen, you can go at any time. Pretty no, much. no, you can go on the base, but you can only go in the commissary at ten o'clock. You used to be able to go in the commissary at seven o'clock in the morning. Are you making up new rules, Tom? So you know, Admiral Minotti, Johnny, Johnny, let him talk. Let him talk. So you, now the hours are from ten in the morning till seven in the evening. Before it was almost like seven to seven. So they have narrowed the hours now, but. The access is uh, like six days a week now. Six? Well, six. Oh, that's right. Like, uh, well, commissary yeah, is closed on yeah, Tuesday. Right. Six days a week. So it, it's when you get an idea of the pattern of people, you know when the best time yeah. to go is, mm-hmm. you know, and how much. Now yeah. that you've said that, we have to go to commercial break in about five minutes. Um, I did call the Air Force General this morning. <laughs> Okay, this go guy? ahead. And John has actually paperwork. This guy? Yes, this general. This general. And I didn't receive any return phone call, which I didn't expect I would. But the idea is, my feeling, I was at the Air Force base on the weekend. The exchange was basically almost empty, maybe 10 people. No people. And the commissary, I wasn't at the commissary, so that's over for two days. My thing is, are they going to swamp the Navy commissary in exchange? Because the Air Force is only open on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. So they'll go down to the Navy. And then is the Navy going to have to pull their full load because the Air Force is, isn't doing their fair share? But I, I would like an answer from somebody in the Air Force, but it seems you can't get anybody to give you an answer on the Air Force base, especially the general in charge of the base. Mm-hmm. Well, and what I, about the Public Affairs Office? Well, I want the general. I well, want the general. Public Affairs... They only throw crap out, and we all know that. But the idea is, this late, you know, time, Saturday and Sunday, why can't they open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? What, mm-hmm. what seems to, to be the difference between the Air Force and the Navy? They all serve in the same armed forces, the United States of America. These retirees are the same retirees that go on the Air Force base or the Navy base. Mm-hmm. And they all practice social distancing. They all have masks. You can wash your hands or you can use that that alcohol spray before you go into these facilities. And the barbershop is open on the Air Force Base from Monday to Friday. But when the veterans go on Saturday and Sunday, the barbershop is not open Saturday and Sunday. Who devised that plan? Now these are questions. 
And sometimes we need flag officers, whether generals, to answer these questions. You're the, you're the people in charge of these bases. And we're not that difficult to get along with. Mm -hmm. But at least give us some decent answers. Now, when I was at the Navy Exchange Saturday, I talked to some people, and they said that the barbershop, more likely than not, will be open this coming week. They have to do a little bit of remodeling, get some sort of shields for the, uh, the mm -hmm. workers. Yeah. And then they should be back to, you know, whatever normalcy will be with social distancing. But the Navy's trying. They're, you know, you can see where they're, they're trying to go forward. Mm -hmm. I don't see this trying to go forward on an Air Force base. Well, that's something you bring up. The, the, the Admiral and the General, and I, I understand it's a split now. The General answers to nobody except himself. It's his base because they're in a different West Pack, Fest Pack, New Pack or something. Uh, they all work for the same person over the Pacific, which is the, the Navy Admiral in, in Hawaii. Well, they all work for the Secretary of Defense. Well, yeah. And the idea is if one group is uh, treated differently than another group, what, what's, what's the story? Give us a reason. It may be a legitimate reason, but no communication is terrible. That's, yeah. People will say, what are you trying to hide? And you know that. We've all been there. What are you trying to... Like John said, when the Admiral came on the show, I wasn't in the room, mm -hmm. but he was very you know, eloquent in what he said. It made yeah, sense to everybody. Yeah. But he explained it. I think the general should have the cajones to explain it. All right. Uh, with that, I think uh, that's a good breaking <laughs> point. Cajones, man, uh, we're going to have to break for the CBS News. This is Fet Talk on News Talk K57. We'll be back very shortly. <laughs> KGUM AM. Pagutnya Guam. Pagutnya Guam. News Talk K57. to Vet Talk on News Talk K57. My name is Sean Watson, member of the VFW. And this is Johnny Atulai Titano in Military Order Purple Heart. Uh, Tom Devlin, Military Purple Heart on Guam. And playing the music and taking care of us tonight. Isaiah, hello, good evening. Good evening, Isaiah. Good job, as always. Thank you. Did you pick that song, or is that one of the Tommy songs? Mr. Tommy's songs. <laughs> Don't be jealous. Hey, can I put in a request sometime? You yeah, know? but you never hear to put in a request. Ooh. Okay, okay. Ooh. All right, if you want to call and be a part of our show, our phone number is 477. Email me ahead of time. <laughs> our phone number is 477-5757 or star 57 on your cell phone. Um, okay, I, I just want to clear something up. Before we took the break, we were talking about the 
the Navy Exchange and Commissary. The hours have changed, but the uh, which is ten o'clock in the morning to seven seven in the evening. Seven in the evening, and there is no restriction on the days you can go there anymore. No, unless it unless the commissary is closed. It's closed on Tuesdays. Tuesdays, yeah. Right. Well, obviously, if the commissary is closed, you can't get into it, Tom. <laughs> you guys are starting to sound like Gov Guam, boy. You know? How come we ain't got any phone calls? What's the matter with you guys out there? Uh, just, are you laying down uh, on They're us? just haters tonight. But, you uh, know, I, I, I listen to K57 all the time. I'm doing a lot of stuff at home. And I'll tell you, the conversation that is between uh, the callers and the receivers you know it's it's really dwindling it's like people are becoming in a lull a real lull and i listen all the time i wake up at 5 30 and can't wait for patty arroyo you know i haven't i haven't been listening to the news here lately which isn't really that su- surprising for me uh ha- have they gotten the kinks worked out of the uh unemployment thing yet nope has no. anybody gotten paid yet no nope they haven't mailed any checks out They have until, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, Mm -hmm. Friday. They have to at least mail checks out Friday. Well, they had a count of, a minimum count of 13,000. Imagine, 13,000. And these are, this is a breadwinner. So there's an affiliation of at least one or two people to each applicant. So you multiply that 13,000 times three. And that's a lot of hungry people. Mm-hmm. It's true. And, and one of the things that was brought up to me is, where, oh, here we go. We're, the board's lighting up there. Yeah. I, Yay. Go ahead. Finish no, your thought. I want to see who's calling, man. Well, I do, too. I don't, I don't okay. have it yet. Where's the Red Cross? That's the big question everybody's asking me. Where's the Red Cross? All the donations to the Red Cross Mall and nothing. This is an epidemic. All right, we're going to go to the phone lines. James, welcome to Vet Talk. How you doing tonight? Hey. Half a day. How's it going? Good. How are you? Hey, man. You know what? I, I, I don't think they should be bringing people from the Philippines, man. Say again? We need to invent the Philippine Airlines coming here to Guam and this corner. No, is this going to cost even worse than it was in the beginning? Well, the Philippines is still considered a hot spot. So if somebody's coming in, if you have a plane load of people, and in my understanding there was just over 100 people on that plane. So if you have, let's say, 10% of that, that's 15 people. If it was 150 people like our, I, I heard, uh, that's 15 people. You just doubled the number of active cases on our island. So it, oh, I think it's going to get worse, man. And then again, this government, I don't know what the hell they're doing, you know, with this, uh, you know, uh, Corella Carrara or whatever. <laughs> you know, she has a damn hot body, you know? Yeah. Hey, watch, watch the language. You know? She's, she's looking good, you know? I don't know, but uh, it's going around, the virus. Okay. You care about that? Yeah, I mean, it's you on know? the news every night. Man, she got a hot body, man. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know what he was trying to go, oh, to go I, there. I think what ha- when they're coming from the Philippines, I think the Philippines should they should have a, a test before they get on the airplane, mm-hmm. and they should have a test when 
they come here, and then when they go back to the Philippines, another test, until things straighten out in the Philippines. The Philippine government's trying to get a handle on it. Until they get a handle on it, we have to do more testing when people are coming into the, into the island. That's yeah. the bottom line. But from what I gather, a lot of people are coming back, going from the Philippines to Guam, are United States citizens. Right. And they're quarantining them when they come in. So, but how long can you quarantine, you know, when, when a plane's really start to arrive? All these plane loads, you're going to run out of room in the hotels. So I, I think testing is the way to go. It's got to be, te- and the same thing if we go, let's say, from here to Vietnam. We should be tested here on Guam at the airport, mm-hmm. then tested when we get to Hanoi, and then when we leave Hanoi to come home, get tested again. What, what's a test cost? That's what I'm trying to. The more testing we have, the more we'll know what's going on. But right now, we don't have as much testing as we need, I think. Okay. Hey, Robert, you're on Vet Talk. How you doing tonight? I guess all right. Then you guys? Good. Okay, Bobby. Okay. Anyway, just uh, trying to intervene with that uh, quarter too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, probably you just mentioned something about the uh, about the hot spot, right? It, uh, <laughs> and and uh, how do you call it? Uh, who's who's paying for the uh, for the uh, you know uh, housing them in for a couple of days here? Gov Guam. And where does the Gov Guam get his money for that? Well, let's see. Uh from uh, indiv- indiv- people, uh, individuals paying taxes? <laughs> yeah. You know what? What's your name, sir? Sean. Sean. You know, I, I still can't, I, I, I just can't believe that this thing is happening uh, because uh, the people of Guam is paying for the people that come in over here and their house in there for, I don't know, for how long. And I understand that there is a COVID-19 going on and they're still not restricting the airlines. You know, it is because we, oh. the people of Guam, it is not the Gulf Guam. We, the people of Guam, are paying for this thing, yeah. the, whether we like it or not. Right. Philipp, Philippine yeah. Airlines only has one flight a week. Yeah, but they should sh- just shut it down. Well, I mean, they, they just started it back up, I mean, in, in hopes of bringing everything back up. Okay, I need you to wrap it up. I got some more phone calls. Anyway, one more, one more thing. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, I went this morning to uh, the VA mm-hmm. clinic, and I know it's very important because we're talking about the VA. But uh, when I went there to, uh, uh, how do you call it, uh, 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 sign some documents, you know, uh, there was a uh, security outside, and uh, I think a nurse guy uh, was outside, and uh, they asked me what I want. I said, I want to I wanna, uh, 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 sign some documents, stuff like that. So, you know, they took out the documents without letting me know what to sign and what, no direction. So, and I spent my five minutes there trying to fill out the information as much as I could, which I don't, some of them I, I just don't understand. I have to be guided in, and I'm I'm handicapped right now, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it it, it seems like uh, I I told the guy I said, uh, excuse me, I can't answer all this stuff. I don't know what they they're trying to ask me. Right, let me ask you. Correct. 
Huh? Let me ask you a question. Did did you make an appointment or did you try to walk in yes, to do this? I, you know, I, I talked to uh, uh, Sonia yesterday, and she said, "Just uh, just come in, sir, and uh, uh, you you you'll be uh, uh, helped out." I wasn't helped out until I asked for one. And you know, like I said, you know, there should be prepared down there for veterans that are uh, handicapped. And uh, if they're going to come out with their clipboards, I asked for a clipboard because they gave me a sheet of paper. I said, correct <laughs> Anyway, it just, could you just get me a clipboard and stuff like that and what have you? Uh, you know, what else do I need and so forth? And then they said, they just gave me the clipboard again. And then all of a sudden I said, sure. What's this uh, 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 question? Uh, what, what kind of uh, 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 number whatever? I said, well, let me talk to the, uh, the representative and say, I said, why don't you just tell tell somebody to come out here and let me know what's going on, uh, you know, what's this All right. All right, we, we're, we're going to make a note of that, and we have the, uh, the chairman for the Vet Commission coming online, and actually the guy in charge of the Issues Committee is sitting right here with Johnny. <laughs> I, I, I saw him just take Johnny, a note. He's, he, he's going to... He's yeah. gonna he's gonna bring that up at the next vet commission that's gonna be the later uh, this month. It's not a laughing matter, right? Okay. No, so I will check on that tomorrow. Let's represent it the right way. Right. No, uh, no laughing matters. It's not. Uh, I'm, nobody's uh, laughing at you. Something like that. All right. All right. Thank you very right. much. Uh, Th- thank you. Have a good night. You know, I checked. I checked Seabock uh, today, and I was very pleased with it. But yeah. we'll find out what's happening right. tomorrow. Okay. Hey, Raymond, you're on Vet Talk. How you doing? I'm doing fine, man. I'm just man. I feel bad for the vet. At least we uh we got the the the, the bases open now for people to shop whenever. Big name. You know, I, I I just hear the same problems day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year mm-hmm. from the veterans here in Guam. You know, uh, uh, did, did, I don't know when this problem's going to be solved, man, but, man, I hear a lot of veterans complaining, man. Did you hear the show three weeks ago when we had the Admiral on here? The Admiral's trying to do a very, very good job up there. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I I, I, I caught a little bit of it uh, about uh, why he closed down the, the shopping there. He didn't, he didn't want to contaminate if they had anything, you know, to contaminate the, right. the active military people or something like that. And that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. You know, I caught kind of part of it. Yeah. But man, uh, and it, these problems that that plague, plague the, the the veterans administration here and the veterans here, mm-hmm. it seems like it's like the same problems that that the that that's happening in the government day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, election after election. We just keep getting the wrong people in there. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to give you guys an example. We made this law when we were all scuffling for the governorship. And we were all throwing talkie at Raymond Tanorio. Oh, Mangahoga, uh, Lulian Guerrero this, uh, Lulian Guerrero that. You know, she even went, uh, went on a, a rant about Howley, calling Ray Tanorio Howley, which I thought was racist. But on K-57, they, they said it's not racist, but uh, I, I thought it was racist. But, but, but uh, you know, then we look at what, what we got, you know, that, that law that was made. Or the insurance was made by a Democrat, a prominent Democrat, as a matter of fact, Benjamin uh, Benjamin Cruz, which is the uncle of uh, Josh Scenario. Mm-hmm. And and now 
Yeah. You know, people are complaining about it. The same people that that that, that were hurrying that that the law and all this, what the Democrats are doing last election, yeah, 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 are complaining now about their insurance, which they supported. We got the mayor of Agandaray that supported Lulian Gro, and now he's crying. I tell you what, Raymond. I, I think I said this on the show last week, and uh, you're going to get me to say it again. So here it is. Okay. We have elections coming up in less than 150 days. I think we're going to see change come, man. Pick the that's winners. That, Pick the winners, Ray. That's uh. You know what I like to see in there, guys? I I, I don't want to see prominent people, uh, career politicians, and uh, con artists poking their way in there. I want to see ordinary people. I want to see a guy that's been working 20 years of his life, retired with a family that had nothing to do with politics in 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 these offices. I'm tired of people that that been running around in the political circles, being in power. I want the ordinary Joe in there, man. I want, I want, I want my neighbor next door, man. I want someone that's going to be helpful to the vets. That's what I want. Yes. Someone that's going to help the vets. Okay. All right, right. I got another, uh, I got another phone call. I need to wrap it up here. All right, guys, let's, 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 man, let's, let's change this. uh, Let's change, man. Let's, let's do something meaningful this election, man. Let's get these career people out of there. He's nonsense uh, singing the songs down there when people are suffering. Thank you. Thank you, Raymond. Have a good night. Brian, welcome to Vet Talk. How you doing? (laughs) That is my man. Brian? Brian. Oh, Oh, you got to me? Oh, okay. Look at that. Okay, let me be clear. The veterans with issues, please show up the 26th of June on Friday at 3 p.m. at the Assistant Mayor's Office. And we will address those concerns. But unless we got what you have that is your concern, there's not a lot that any of us on that commission can do. Show up and voice your concerns. On the other issue of uh, doing tests from the Philippines, we're gonna use a test given to them by the Chinese that's unreliable. Wow. It's wow. better off for them to get here, get tested. They pay for their room for 14 days. And the, the, we need to get the U.S. citizens out of the Philippines that want to get out of the Philippines. Right. And the issue of Anderson. Yes, Tom, I have called up there three times and never got a call back. So I don't know what to say. Well, I, I said it for you. I, I, you know, it's, uh, you know, when everyone sort of complains inside the base, outside the base, a lot of veterans are going to feel that same way when it comes to the Air Force general. And maybe the next one star coming in or two star, whatever it is, will have a better focus public relations wise with the community. And that's all the people in the community, not just veterans, non-veterans too. Hey, Brian, what else you got? Uh, oh, I'm going to I'm going to challenge our new legislature when they come in, and I'm going to fight like heck for it. It needs to be passed law. If the governor that comes in has anything to do with the bank that our money, the government of Guam's money is in, they need to move the money to a different bank. Then we'll see the money come to the people like it should. 
Uh, I have a question for you, Brian. It's Tom. Yeah. What, you haven't had any hearings on the budget, but what do you think is going to happen with the next local Veterans Affairs budget? Have uh, you got a, a gut feeling in your gut somewhere along the line? We ain't going to have anything. Mm-hmm. We, we got a bunch of gutless politicians that speak out the side of their face. So should we start fundraising now? <laughs> <Is that>? Sorry. <laughs> All right. I, I had some more phone calls, Brian, so. All right. That's all I got. Okay. All right. Take it easy. Have a good night. Bye. 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 Francis, how you doing? Welcome to Vet Talk. Uh, good evening, Senator Sean and uh, Senator Tom and Senator, Senator Atule. No way. <laughs> no way, Barry. Huh? <laughs> no way. Hell, man. I have no hair in my head now. What's going to happen? Okay, you still got hair in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, because I cut my own hair and I almost cut my ears off. <laughs> but uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a tough nut to crack. And, you know, uh, Sean was talking about it. I think the senators are having a tough time getting people to sign, you know, sign up to run and right now like sean said only three have turned in their packets that's not a good sign when you only have two weeks to go that's not a, a positive sign and i don't know what the consequences are if we don't get people to run because they can't get enough signatures to get on the ballot there's a, I, I think there's a whole bunch of people that want to uh get into the uh, uh grab a seat down there and, right but uh, they don't have the signatures to be a senator, you have to have 500 hey, signatures. Get the petition. We got 50,000 and more uh, signatures if you're really serious about it. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the veterans, are, from what I gather, talking a lot of it, they're turned off by uh, yeah. politics. They, like John said, oh, promises, man, you know promises, promises, and it's the same old, same old. And if you heard, if you heard our opening today with all the titles I have, yeah, I, I, I don't need to add senator to that. Really, Sean? Yeah. Yeah. I really? would, I would, uh, for $55,000 a year, after taxes, I'd probably get minimum that? wage. Maybe the thing is to go back to part-time senators. And then, uh, my big brother there, Zanatula, makes more than that. Can I just fishing? Yeah, maybe John could be, could do it. <laughs> no way, Francis. And by the way, he doesn't even make money. He gives it away. Barbecue somebody practically gives just about every, everything he fishes out of the ocean, man. Away. That's our culture. I, I know. But what I'm hearing out there is a lot of anger. Well, yeah. And I, you know, that's man, what we're I hearing, mean, a lot I'm, of anger. I'm, I'm trying my best, man, to hold back me. Yeah. I got two truckloads of Chinese products, man. I got my nephews here. And there's an ocean right loaded there. Loaded on the Tacoma, loaded on my 1989 Toyota 4x. I'm trying to find a place to dump it because uh, I'm stuck to... I uh, use products. Hey, Francis, I got a, I got a full keyboard here or full board okay, of man, phone listen, calls. Uh, thank you for taking my okay, call. Take it easy, my, good night, call, Francis. You know what, Tom? Nah, nah, man, Tom, I think I got screwed, man, by your own organization down there, man. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, I'm just a member. I don't run the show. <laughs> you know. Nah, nah, man, this politics, man, is just, you know what oh. I mean? <laughs> We're getting ready to make a move here, man, but I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm my own business. Burn my trash, cut my trees. 
but I'm starting to really see, see a lot of people, uh, even veterans, suffer. Yep, I know. It's out there, and hopefully elected leaders that are in office now are getting the wind of what people are saying. I hope so, man, because you know what? Uh, it's already June. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Halfway and through we're June. we're going to have a field day, man. Thank you, guys. All right, All right you Have a good night. Good night, Primo. All right, you too. And we have another phone call. Bobby, you're on Vet Talk. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing just fine. Thank you, Sean. How are you guys doing over there? Oh, we're doing good. great. Awesome. Listen, I just want to um, uh, talk about the experience that I had today at the commissary and the exchange. Okay. It, it actually, I mean, it's the same thing. Wash your hands, get in line, wear a mask, social distancing, six feet apart. I mean, the whole nine yards. But you know what? It ran really smooth. You still have to get in line in your car to get to the commissary. <clears throat> but the line wasn't too long. You didn't have to wait too long. Mm -hmm. And then you get in line again before you go into the commissary. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. And it, it really doesn't take that long to get in there these days. And there's still a lot of stuff in the commissary for people to come in and shop. So, you know, it was everything went today well, i'll tell you what bobby you just answered all the questions i had about the entrance into the commissary i appreciate that not a problem <laughs> and then another thing i wanted to say you know everybody's talking about politics these days and you're and uh can you tell johnny Akulai that he better not even think about running for senator because his ass is out the door i think you just told him <laughs> <laughs> He's not saying a word, so that Hey Bobby, I don't know if I don't know if you're watching this on video or just listening to us, but as soon as he heard your yeah, voice, he looked up you he looked up and was like, Wait a second, I I think I know that voice. <laughs> hey you guys have a wonderful night. Hey, okay, a great thank job. You. I love listening to you guys. All right. Thanks, Bobby. You have a good night too. All right, and with that we're gonna take a short break. We'll be back right after this quick pause. This is Vet Talk on News Talk K fifty seven. KGUM AM, Hagatnya Guam. Guam, News Talk, K57. And the guy trying to break free. Hello, yeah. good evening. <laughs> Isaiah, it's always good to have you. That, I, I know that's probably one of Tom's songs that he picked. Mm, yes, it was. Yeah. It's, always, it's always a pleasure to produce for you guys. Yeah. You know, when uh, after the, the six phone calls we had last segment, that was like the perfect song right there because... I don't, I don't know if any of the people that are in quarantine listening to us, but I'm sure they want to break free. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, I'm looking at my notes here. And oh, boy. My information. And I have some information about Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, about polluted water. Oh, I haven't heard about this in a while. Yes. If you were stationed at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Lejeune. Le, no, Lejeune. They changed it. Yeah, they changed it, John. Yes. It says Lejeune. Lejeune. That's how they pronounce it now. All right. Sorry. Okay, okay, okay. It's not, I didn't make the rules. They did. It's okay. Uh, a lot of the water was polluted. Mm -hmm. And it was polluted for generations. And if you were stationed there or lived on, at that camp for at least 30 days... You have to be there for 30 continuous days. Between August 1953 and December 
1987. Wow, 87. Right. Bladder cancer, breast cancer, this cancer, that cancer, all sorts of cancers. Mm. Uh, you could be uh, eligible for a disability pension mm. from the Veterans Administration. So uh, get in touch with your department service offices or, or go on a website, way. Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, <clears throat> pollution, water I, pollution. I have a question about that. Yes, sir. Let's say somebody was there for over 30 days. Yes. And they've already passed away. Can a family member go in and apply for... Uh... I doubt it very much. Yeah, I do too. It's just for the, the, yeah. the person. That... Uh, just for the people that are alive and well, messed up now, huh? Look at the dates. 1953 to 1987. Yeah, that's 24 years. Took them a long time to figure that one out. How many have passed away... In between those. In the interim. Right. Yeah. How many family members? Exactly. Right. So, uh, and there's all sorts of, uh, it's on the VA uh, web page also. See, all sorts of disease. I'm not going to go through every particular disease. Right. But just, just going with what you said, it shouldn't just be a service member because the service member takes their family with them most of the time. They, that should apply to anybody that was the, there. The presumption applies to eligible active duty reserve National Guard members exposed to contaminants. Doesn't mention anything about uh, family members. Family members. Hmm. But this is this is sort of a cover sheet. So I, I, I yeah. see a lawsuit if it's not if it doesn't. Right. How many just, have actually applied for it? How many even I know, know about, about it? Tom, yeah. you just told me about it. Right. That's what you as a Marine, were you ever in Camp Lejeune? Yeah, baby. Well, I went to Pendleton as a oh, you, field you, med school. You were West Side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was in Camp Geiger for sixty days. Okay. That's that's in that camp. Oh okay. And Camp Geiger? Oh naturally, it's got the highest rate right there. It even has a map of the with oh. a that looks like a whole state. You could put ten Guams in. Oh there. yeah, that's a very large. That's a very large marine base. Yeah, it's one of the largest they have on the east coast. Right now, for my favorite segment of the show, <laughs> straight out of Denver, Colorado. Yo, Denver. VA employee sentenced for orchestrating nineteen million dollars corruption scheme. Oh boy, tell me it ain't true. Yeah, sorry. What page you on? I'm on my page one. You don't have a page, John. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. T -t -t Joseph Prince, age 61, of Aurora, California, was sentenced to 192 months. That's 16 years. In federal prison for health care fraud, conspiracy, uh, payment of illegal kickbacks and gratuities, money laundering, and conflict of interest charges. Ordered to uh, serve three years supervised release. So I don't know. I, I don't know if they commuted the sixteen years, but uh, ordered to serve three years supervised release and pay eighteen million seven hundred seventy-seven thousand one hundred thirty-four dollars and sixty-eight cents. Don't forget the sixty-eight cents. Check it in the mail. Wait a minute. What did he do? He he he, he stole from the VA. Let's see, illegal kickbacks, gratuities, money laundering, 
and conflict of interest charges. What was his position? I mean, what did it say? Uh, I didn't read that far. Hmm. Here, I'll give this to you afterwards. Okay, thank you. Buffalo man pleads guilty to assaulting a VA police officer. All right, this is out of uh, Western District of New York. Buffalo, New York. Uh, evidently, there was a Starbucks in there. This guy got in an argument with his girlfriend, wife, and since it's part of the VA, the VA, the cop that works for the VA walked over, tried to get the man's attention, couldn't, so he tapped him on the shoulder. Guy turned around and clocked him. So he pled guilty to that. Uh, uh, carries up to one year of prison and a $100,000 fine. I, I think that's a false story. There's so many false stories going around, you know. It's, uh, it's a false story. Well, that, that was as of Friday. He clocked the VA cop. Cop. No, no, no. You, you don't do that. He pled, he pled guilty. He pled guilty. Then good for him. That, that tells me he did it. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> Thank God you're not my attorney. <laughs> <laughs> Medical technology company president charged in scheme to defraud investors and healthcare benefits program in connection with COVID-19 tests. You know, it was only a matter of time. It was only a matter of time before something came out through the VA that was fraudulent with some kind of COVID-19. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, this uh, California, California-based medical technology company was charged in a complaint unsealed today in Northern District of California in connection with his alleged participation in schemes to mislead investors and manipulate the company's stock price, and to conspire to commit healthcare fraud in connection with the submission of over sixty-nine million dollars in false and fraudulent claims for allergy and COVID-19 testing. You know, wasn't it just two, last week we were talking about the VA budget for the, the COVID-19 pandemic mm -hmm. where they haven't only, they've only used 10% yeah, yeah. of what was the uh, $19 billion or Whatever something they had. So uh, that, that was, that ends my favorite part of the show. Okay. I don't. Ha I don't have a favorite part of the show. You just I like, like the whole show. I loved. I love the whole show too. But yeah, Tom knows how much I love giving out the information about the fraud that goes on with the VA. VA. Well, Let me throw this out there. I have to ask you guys this question. Go ahead. I think they'll probably shut down the studio when I finish asking this question. The engineer was looking at me. His eyes. Look at his eyes. His eyes. <laughs> you got your down. finger on the button. You got his fingers on the button. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Tom? What do you think is going to happen if Congress decides to say our elected official in Congress, Sir Nicholas, is guilty of some of those charges? What's what going to happen? Yeah, what is that going to do for the representation for Guam? It's going to be sad to me as a Guamanian. It's going to be very, very sad because... Like Tony Bobalta did, he got caught with his zipper open or whatever, and he was disgraced as a deputy director of the Department of Interior. Mm. And, and to me, that's the highest accolade. That's higher than our boys becoming commission officers. To, to answer your question, Tom, 
I think uh, if he's found guilty of something, he should immediately, without question, resign, step down out of the office, and whoever Guam elects to put in that office needs to be uh, a strong person and walk in and ensure the, the House of Representatives of the United States that Guam can handle being part of that body. You know, it's, it's as, like I said, as uh, Guamanian, I am, I, you know, to be disgraced that way in that form and fashion and manner, it's, 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 I, I, I just commit suicide by something like that. We have a phone call. Ben, welcome to Vet Talk. How are you? Doing pretty good. And how are you guys all doing? We're all right, doing good. all right, Benny. Okay, I just uh, wanted to, you know, request uh, ask the question whether is everybody celebrating because the naval base is open now? Any for all access? No, I think we're relieved. You know, this it's over, and and uh, like the admiral said, we the sooner we get things back together, the better for everyone. Which is true. I don't think it really calls for a celebration because, one, we still have the social distancing going on, uh, which I, I think there's going to be a huge celebration once all the restrictions are lifted. True. But we don't know the, the, when is that also. Yeah. And that's the other issue. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was there Sunday, and there's just no line whatsoever. Mm-hmm. About 11 o'clock. Everybody's looking for normalcy, you know, Benny? I understand. And and every as soon as we and this is going to be a new normal for us as long as we got this uh, this disease floating around the air. Definitely. You know, and everybody's banking on this and that. But until those planes start coming in with visitors, we don't got no money. We're, we're hurting. We're well, definitely hurting. And that's kind of where I was going to go with my question with for you, Ben. It, yeah. It is the. The, the veterans that are going down to Big Navy at the commissary and the exchange, uh, are, are they running out of money? Because, you know, there's a lot of people that uh, are waiting on this uh, uh, Un- unemployment? Un- un- yeah, unemployment, which yeah. hasn't kicked in yet. So is there people out there that just don't have the money to go? Yes. Uh, I don't, uh, you know, for veterans that are earning, like me, I'm earning a... Uh, uh, compensation from the VA. Uh-huh. I don't think that group is running out of money, but there could be other people that are, you know, like I said, out of job for three months and stuff like that. Which I'm happy that that thing is coming online. Pretty, hopefully, the checks are out by starting Monday. Yes. Hopefully Monday. Yeah, that's what they're that's what they're promising. But this government is. is <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm still waiting for my tax <laughs> refund. I know a lot of guys still waiting for supplemental. I understand. You know? Well, what, yeah. what, what concerns me is the Navy is opened up for argument's sake. What's, what's the uh, store with the Air Force? What is their reasoning? It's that's the what, commander's prerogative up there, and uh, yep. yes, that's their issue. Right. Well, I, I'd like to know their issue. Well, I guess the uh, Admiral didn't answer that when you guys asked him, right? No, because he doesn't. He's not over the the Air Force base now. Yeah, he he's not Ooh. in command. 
they, they, they sever it, huh? Yeah, they, yeah. they, they separate it somehow. <laughs> and and the yeah. I, you know the idea is uh, we know this inside the base, outside the base. That's been going back and forth for years. Yeah. This doesn't make it look very well for the Air Force with respect to people outside the base. Right. I agree. And that's the issue. And the issue is sometimes just communicating with the average person out there goes a long way. You yeah. may not agree with their orders, but they have orders. But just well, see, we're not asking them to secret orders. The station on Guam was uh, coming up more. And the Admiral, which I believe up to now, still has the uh, U.S. Pacific Command hat on Guam, who is under the Pacific Command commander. He's in charge of all military out here under, you know, under him. No, that, that's been but changed. But the Air Force has always been, uh, for all my career also, years of career, they always wanted, they didn't want any uh, joint. I know that a lot of, uh, they really don't like to be uh, well, put in a pool. somebody other than their uh, flag officers. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, re- regardless, at one point, you're going to fall underneath the Navy anyway because the head military guy in the Pacific is a is a Navy admiral. Right. That's what I'm saying. I the fact commander. Right. U.S. Pacific commander. Yeah, because uh, way, way back I, when, when I, I was still I, active duty, I actually maintained the alternate command post for that position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was stationed uh, out of Hawaii, too, on yeah. a pack comp myself. Yeah, so and it was, was a, a joint. Yeah. You know, it was a joint, joint regional uh, Marianas. Uh, how did that go? I forgot. Well, the, the, the idea is, you know, you got two sets of rules. <laughs> well, this is a commissary and exchange. This isn't going into the atomic bomb area. Right. <laughs> and that's what it's a commissary and exchange. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And that's the bottom line. That's that's what yeah, it is. That's very true. If you can't accommodate that, well what what is the issue? And also what what is the issue? Do they have more people that's had the virus on that base that we don't know about? Or is right. it just that someone decides I can do it so I'm gonna do it because I can get away with it? Yeah. Uh, the latter. <laughs> and the idea is, whoever replaces this... Being a retired Navy guy, the yeah, latter. But whoever replaces this person is going to have a tough job with public relations with the people on Guam. Yeah, trying to reconcile. Yeah, I mean, sad. that's going to be tough. You know, you got to keep the community in line. All right, Ben, you have anything else? No, that's it. All right, great. You have a great day. Good night, Ben. Good night. All right. You guys, bye-bye. Bye. All right. All right. So... A point well taken, though. No, no, he, he, he brought up some very good points. Yes, yeah, like in the office. I screamed in the office today. Yeah. Set my people free. Well, you know, it's... <laughs> you're, you're not going to say that on the show. Why not? I'm part of the people. Well, with all the stuff going on about people versus people and people and people, it's even affecting Guam where you, you know... And I remember years ago when we went on the Air Force Base, the veterans' leaders, the various veterans' organizations... Mm-hmm. Were wined and dined. Yes, we were wine. I think you were there too. Yes. Wined and dined by the general. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he wanted that inclusion. He wanted the veterans. He said, and he told the younger, you know, Air Force people, "This is what they did. They did things you can't even imagine what they did." Exactly. He says, "You guys fly B fifty twos. These guys called in the B fifty two airstrikes from the ground in Vietnam. Yes, we did. You just drop them down. These guys here." Called them in. Yeah, they actually had the air sucked out of their lungs from the B-52 strikes that 
you young men just drop the bombs now and, and you don't feel that. So he said, when we sit in this room, you learn from them. You learn from their, their experiences. You learn why they feel the way they do about certain things. Mm-hmm. That was a dialogue we had. When we had <clears throat> at, when we were at the Bank of Guam, we had a contest between the United States Navy on Guam and the United States Air Force. Who brought us in the best food? As God is my witness. Yes, force. Yes. <laughs> and they had a competition. And when we called the general in, he brought whatever. We called the admiral in, they brought, and we made the decision. Air Force food. I, I like that. You yeah. like that? I did. We I like did that. it. And they all went along with it. Yeah. I've actually, I've actually ate in uh, a Marine Corps chow hall. Mm-hmm. That was some really good food. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But that's the relationship we had. And the military community and civilian relationship was bonded because of the fact that there was so much military infrastructure within the community. And they, they bonded, and they, and they cherished it. And the, and the civilian community, we relished it. Yeah. And we've actually had callers call in and go, you know what, because uh, I, I mean, no secret, I was Air Force, mm-hmm. Tom was Marines, Navy, th- and Johnny was Navy. We give each other hard times over the oh. air oh, yeah. because of what branch you were in. Yeah, that's yeah. not because I despise what branch you were in. Yes, you did. Yes. No, not at all. Okay, not at all. It's just we all served, and yes, I, I still did. respect all you guys. Of course, we all had our own role within our own branch. Exactly. That was, and we can we can make fun of each other. It's just when. Like if Isaiah Isaiah decides to go, well, you were in the Air Force, ha, ha, ha. Well, now you're going to get all three of us to ding up on you because we don't put up with that. (laughs) (laughs) It was all an initiation, too, in a sense of speaking. But the bondage, when I tell you, when the the stuff hit the fan, we stood side by side. We didn't care what branch of service or how old you were. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to fight with us back to back? Yeah. Yeah. We, well, we all had each other's back. Yes, we did. And with that, we have come to the end of our show. Already? So oh. this has been Vet Talk on News Talk K57. My name's Sean for Johnny. Johnny and Tommy and Isaiah. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good week. Have a nice